Welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. My name is Casey. My co-host is Bo. Hello, Bo. Hi. I've heard all these calls. Bo hasn't heard any of them. That's true. Will hasn't heard any of them either. Not a one. Also, I'm not in the studio. This is a voicemail. <sighs> Sorry, my dudes. I'm sick at home. I've picked the same calls that I would have picked had I been there, but I'm not. Good luck, gentlemen. I love you both. Let's get into it. God, what a beautiful ghost. I know. Thanks, Casey. So, like Casey said, Casey's not here with us today. She, he's not in the studio. But instead of Casey, we have in his... Or not instead of. You know, like... You remember when, you remember when Pee Wee Herman used to fill in for David Letterman? Yes. That's what I, I remember when... You're like, the jo- you're like Joan Rivers of this show. Yeah. You're Joan Rivers to I, I show up sometimes and people wonder what's wrong, but it's going to be okay. Right. You're here. Uh, people, you know, people might know Will. Can I say your last name? Yeah. People might know, might know Will Solari from the internet, um, where he's known as the internet's boyfriend. That's right. Um, the ultimate boyfriend. People might know him as VHS Hiss. Uh, no, nah, man, I got like 400 listens in like five years, so no one's going to know me by my SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, but you're the guy who's forever commenting on Telefriends. Oh, so right. if you're listening to Telefriends, you might know. Fair enough. Um, you also know him as Caller Will, who attacked a bunch of cool teens in a road rage incident. That's what I do. Um, what else did you do? I got a lot of questions about everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Normally. Uh, Yo, welcome got, to the got a lot of things like, I'm glad to be here. Welcome to Telefriends Up Top. All right. Ah. So, so you're taking the Casey position. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take... What you're doing is actually kind of a hybrid deal, because, like, because usually Casey has heard the calls and... I haven't, and he determines which call I play next. What you're doing is determining which call I play next, but also we haven't. Either of us have. Neither of us have heard the calls. So yeah, this is like this is like that. Uh, what was that movie? The game, with Michael Douglas, where like Sean his, Penn, yeah, yeah, set up like the weird thing that we have to go through. So like, I have some clues, but not all the clues. Can I just say that in the game, Sean Penn is supposed to be Michael Douglas's little brother? Right. Yeah. That seems like pretty good casting. Like I could see them being b- related. Yeah, in a, in a Wall Street kind of like we're both terrible people kind of way. Yes, for sure. All right, let's get into it, dog. You 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 pick it. Let's go. Um, we gonna listen to the song. Yeah, but we do that after. We're gonna shut it down. I mean, we could play it for you, but fucking <laughs> here. All right. Yes. Look, man, it's not real until this song starts. I'm saying, get into it. What do, what, do, what do we do here? We don't hate, we just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Yeah. All right, well. Look, man. Welcome to Telefriends. Now let's get this shit started. Word. What do you want to hear? Let me just say this. My plan was to come on the show and... <laughs> You and Casey were going to kind of like interview me a little bit, so I thought to yeah, start yeah, out yeah, with. For sure. And I was going to be such a dick. <laughs> and I was going to, my plan was just to like give you like half responses. Just the yes or no answers. Yeah. And like, and be as yeah. contrary as possible. 
And you guys are going to be like, what is the deal? And I'm like, look, man, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> fucking shut, shut it, it down. down. It was going to be a great time. I was going to let it go for like 30 minutes. 30 minutes? You were yeah, going to kill our show for that? Maybe. Bit? But you're going to edit some of it, right? But it, it, Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was my plan. But you know what, Casey? I hope you're feeling better, man. Me too. I, I, hope, I hope you listen to this and laugh and it kills whatever virus is giving you a fever. Laughter is the best medicine. In fact, it is. So w- with that in mind, let's go to call number four. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out to see live comedy on a Wednesday night. I know you've got a lot of choices in entertainment. But um, anyway, my name's Steve. I'm from Texas. And uh, I'm not sure about uh, what Target stores are like out here, but in Texas, Targets have gotten huge. It's not just you know, the normal crap you buy at Target. It's, they've got a right? grocery store in there. You can buy tires. So anyway, uh, in Texas, uh, allergies are terrible. And uh, I was out of allergy pills the other day, and I knew we're on the way home, and on the new one, I knew if I didn't have some pills to take the next morning, I'd be sneezing all day long. So my wife found the car, and the closest closest store we had was Target. I was like, well, I'll just run in here and get and grab allergy pills. So I was hoping my, my wife would stay in the car, but she didn't. She wanted to go wander around, so she quickly disappears into whatever aisle while I just go grab Zyrtec, and I say, I'll meet you right back you know, by the checkout stand in just a couple minutes. Nope. So she does, but uh, I walk back up, and she's holding a small ham, like a, a legit <laughs> ham. And I look, and I was like, what do we need that for? She's she goes, like, well, we're, you know, we didn't find anything for... for uh, lunch tomorrow, I may as well just grab this and we'll have something already. P.S. I love you. All right, fine. Just give it to me. So grab my allergy pills, grab the ham, put them on the little conveyor belt to check out. And the uh, checkout person looks at me. She starts to ring stuff up and she goes, uh, sir, are you allergic to ham? <laughs> <laughs> was that it? <laughs> that was the- <laughs> oh, man. I thanks, was- Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> God. So, Steve... Man, you got a jam for a jam. I got a joke for a joke. All right. And this is an honest-to-God dream I had. I was in a comedy club that looked like it was an old seafood restaurant. It was, like, all wood and kind of had the net, you know what I mean? Like, by some, like, frosted... Uh, do you remember when Captain windows? B's used to be like that? Oh, yeah. That, Sorry, a, keep a, going. A place by the sea. Yeah. Um, and this comedian comes out, and he... Like walks off the little tiny makeshift stage and goes and sits down in the audience, and he gets out like this giant two liter bottle of soda from out from under the table and starts shaking it up, <laughs> and then he opens it and sprays everywhere, and he goes, "Why is this happening?" And I was like, "This is the best comedian I've ever seen," That's really and good. I feel like it was a dream, and I, I was like, "Oh man, I can't take credit for that, but I can." But also, like, wait, that happened in a yeah, in a dream I had. Oh, that's then that's your bit. Yeah, it's my new bit. But I feel like joke for joke, I, I I got the same like happiness out of Steve telling me like because it took me took me just a second at the end to be like oh wait. Well, see, I thought allergy. that was going to be the thing. I thought his wife was going to be like, well, you're allergic to ham anyway, so I felt like <laughs> fuck it, like you're getting the pills. Let's go ahead and have ham. Steve wove such a good story. I forgot at some point that there was a punchline. Yeah. And then when it hit, I was it was good. Yeah, it was man. real good. Thanks, Steve. Man, what else you got? What else you got, Will? Well. So, Will Solari, guest host. Will Solari, guest host of Telefriends, already part of the Telefam, now in, I feel like this, you know, you remember, like. Now I'm a Telefillin. Yeah. Yeah. We could do better than that. Wait, what are we going to get? Uh, telefillin, or Telefill, uh, Telesub. Mm. Teletoot. <laughs> yeah, between also between the two of us, one of us was moonlights as a copywriter. So right, 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 right. Um, that means I'm great on the spot. Um, yo, so okay, all right. So how's this for a segue? Okay, 
Um, she got the ham when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. Okay. I used to like when, when you were when I was going through the like fourteen year old growth spurt where you could like eat anything. Yeah. You know you get those like two packs of like sausage. Slim chips? No, 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 no. Like big, like like you slice them up and grill them for breakfast. I don't yeah, know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're called. Healthy, healthy choice makes one. I don't know. Gross. Yeah, I used to eat like a whole pack of those when I was like fourteen. Barf. But they were great because my body was like, I need all the protein because I'm growing constantly. And I, I, I went from like I went from like three foot to like five ten and like four months. So it needed all the help I could get. So hit call number three. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Hey, I uh, hey, understand you're having a special guest this week. Um, and I have a question for him. Actually I'd like all of you to weigh in. Um, I'm wondering if there is one piece of advice that you would give to your 14-year-old self that your 14-year-old self might listen to. Um, In my case, I would tell my 14-year-old self to take better care of my teeth. Um, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Bye. Brendan, I love you, first of all. Oh, man, so I had this thing the other day. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say something stupid. (laughs) I don't know if... Now I have to make sure what I say is prolific. Uh, that's not what prolific means. <laughs> and we win. Our <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, prolific. What's the word I'm looking for? Profound. Profound, yes. Prolific. Define. What's the definition of prolific? Uh, like a prolific writer has written a lot of books. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, then I might have, yeah. I, I so need you can to have say a, a lot of stuff. I, yeah, I need, I need, I need to, my, what I'm about to be prolific about to be profound. <laughs> then. How about that? Yes. Um, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? What would you tell your 14-year-old self? That I self? needed to hear? Yeah. That, that you might listen to. That the, the, the dark cyber futures that we were hoping for may just no, 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 exist. No, no, no. I'm talking, he needs, like, the kid, the 14-year-old, your 14-year-old self needs guidance. You oh, want yeah. to, like, make yeah. your 14-year-old self avoid some of the pitfalls that you're dealing with now or that you dealt with then. What would you tell yourself that you would? Well, I mean, I think that you the, would believe. Sure, yeah. Like, and I, you show up, like, right. So, like, Lord, you're I, fucking. I hop there. out of the time machine yeah, car, yeah. You're and I'm fucking like, taking batting practice. Willie, listen, will, will, and like, yeah. and then will the baseball dad will gets out of the time machine, and you're like, Will, come here. I have to tell you something. <laughs> Don't let life break you down, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> keep swinging. That's not actionable advice. Though. No, uh, that I would listen to. See, this is the hard part. Yeah, I could tell myself a lot of things, but um, should I actually needed to hear? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, look, man, I know you you play it tough, but and you think you're better than anybody else because you're insecure. Yeah, but the deal is, will you are better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell, and I would get back in the car and flick him off and drive away. You, would you throw a beer can at him? <laughs> throw a beer can at his head? I'd like toss him one, like get a haircut, <laughs> kick one back, man. The sooner you can start drinking. <laughs> uh, shit, what would you? But if you had time machine car or phone booth, what would you tell you? I feel like I, I feel like that you would listen to. And see, this is the hard part. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. I would listen to. I feel like. I mean, this is some advice I got when I was 16 or 17, but I could have used it when I was 14. Um, and coming from, yeah, so like, I think I tell myself like, yo, it's so fucking easy to be mean that it's not worth doing. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me, let me, 
I'm going to deconstruct them. It's so easy to be you that it's not working. Oh, mean. Yeah, to be mean-spirited. Fuck, man, that got so much different for me because it's so easy to be me that that it's not worth doing. That's a suicide letter is what you just interpreted. Like, what I'm saying is fucking... It's so easy to be mean, yeah. When you're like a shithead kid and all you do is like fuck with your friends and you're fucking mean and you fucking are mean to other people and you're loud and mean and shit. Like... It's like fucking, it's like so fucking easy to be mean that it's like fucking, there's no talent there. It's not, it's not worth doing. Like right, be right, constructive right. all the time. Like tearing shit down is easy. Building something is hard. That's why building things are worth doing. What if you're like really good at being mean though? Like what if instead of like, you know, like shit talent, man. Sure. Yeah. But like rather than a floodlight of mean, you're like a spotlight of like precision truth that might hurt a lot. Yeah. No, nah, I, that's what I would tell myself. I think I would, I would save myself a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because I'm talking about my own life too, right? So like, I have but to there's like, lessons you gotta learn, right? I mean, here's the deal, like, uh, do you? Because fuck, man, like, if you can save yourself trouble, like, the, why can't you ever tell anybody anything? That's a good question because you can't tell anybody shit, man. Well, so like, right? But it's also does everybody have to learn everything the hard way, or can like occasionally be like, you know what? That's a fucking good idea. Well, Not look, here's my that. science call. All right, I'm gonna pretend to be a science man. The the brain works through association, right? You can't just tell someone to have an associative memory that's going to stick and make sense to all their other long-term what memories. What if you can? What if you could if you were a time machine version of yourself? Uh, like if I came back with a cell phone that like programmed my brain when I needed to? <laughs> hey, man, put on this arm, Jack, and like wire up your head thing. What would you do? Okay, what would you do? You get out of the time machine. Do yeah. You go, do you fucking... What is it? Is it is it a DeLorean? Or is this like... In my mind, it's like this egg-shaped... Egg-shaped uh, spaceship, and but you can't see it from the outside world. And when you open the door, it's like you're opening a rift in time-space oh, yeah, yeah, itself. Yeah. That's like kind of, kind of egg-shaped because you're opening the door, and it's like all of a sudden you can see the inside of the time machine now. But when you close the door, you can't see it anymore. But you know where it is because you got the boop boop key thing. Yeah. So like you fucking get out of the time machine. You're like, well, I gotta talk to you. But then you're you will. Like fourteen year old Will jumps in the time machine and then you guys have adventures. <laughs> yeah, that would be so. There, I go back and forth. What do you call that show? Oh man, Doctor Will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think was, was that just a setup for that? Will and Will's excellent adventures. Um. I mean, do you ever like? Because I, I think I do think about this because it's not productive, and that's what I spend most of my time doing is non-productive things. Right. Um, how disappointed or delighted my fourteen-year-old self would be with myself? I think my fourteen-year-old self is stoked. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like being like. Are you sure? But. Man, I had some high standards for what I was going to be at 25, and I'm fucking 36. Yeah, I think I, might, I think my 14-year-old self would be like, whoa, you quit smoking. That would be his first thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'd tell my 14-year-old self is, fucking <laughs> quit smoking, dog. What the fuck is the matter with you? Stop smoking. Why do you smoke a pack a day at 14? That's crazy. Yeah. But I uh, mean, you know... Look, like my great grandmother was a hoarder, my grandfather was a hoarder, my that's mom nice, was a hoarder. Right. That's right. Like yeah, you were you were gonna about. smoke, but like Fair enough. So I mean, I'm saying like your fucking vices and peccadillos aren't your fucking identity, right? Like I mean like, you you have Sort of, but we're getting we're gonna get like way metaphysical about this because then what are you if you're not a collection let's of take habits? A, let's take a and, all right, wait, 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 hold on. I'm getting to the point though. What are you though if you're not a collection of genetics and habits? 
right? Right. And if you are those things and you can't control them in a world that won't accept you, then we get to call number seven. All right. Yeah, I just want to say that Cyclops is obviously the best X-Man of all time. And not only that, but every one of these comic book nerds that thinks Wolverine is cool, uh, just because he has little kitty claws and has all these dumb little healing ability and just dumb, man. He's just stupid. Cyclops is so much better than Wolverine. Why? One example, like when the <laughs> like when Cyclops and all the X Men are hypnotized into thinking that Cyclops is the Dark Phoenix, and they try to hunt him down. Cyclops just mows through all of them, beats Colossus and Nightcrawler, and Storm, and then he goes into the Danger Room and just just whips up on all of them. And it's obvious how awesome and powerful he is. Then, I mean, he's just the military leader. He's the best guy there is. Wolverine. If you like Wolverine, you're a dork. You're a nerd. You're stupid. All Wolverine does is just run around and get shot and stabbed. And that's it. He doesn't even ever attempt to dodge. He just gets hurt, and his dumb healing factor heals, and it's stupid. What a dumb X-Man. First I of all, say, that was an incredible call. Yeah. First of all, I love like, it when anyone refers to anyone as an X-Man. <laughs> Secondly... I don't agree with you, sir, but I respect your opinion. I'm just going to say this. I'm not Wolverine fan number one, but... Hold on. Every time he gets shot and stabbed, it still hurts like he got shot and stabbed. Wait, who is your favorite X-Man? Oh, man, this is so hard. (sighs) I got it narrowed down to two, but I I don't know if I can ever really pick one. What? For me, it's between Iceman and Colossus. Yeah, those are mine. But I respect that decision. So it's oh. always it's always Magneto for me, I think. Do you remember that that thing where that that cover from like 1998 where Magneto I just remembered like this image is burned into my head of Magneto ripping out uh Wolverine's Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the coolest fucking thing. It had even had like the little hologram on it. Let me just interject this real quick. Wait, wait, wait. To, wait, wait I'm sorry. This is from Casey about Oh, about this, this call. call. Okay. So, I'm going to do the Casey voice, which I can't do. But it, Do a voice, not that one. <laughs> Casey really talks close to the mic. He's really low. So, um, I, I don't know how to do this without sounding mocking. Yeah, don't mock him. All right. Oh, no, 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 me too. I just, every Casey. time I every time I do a voice, it's a mocking voice. Don't mock him. He's a great person. I know. I love him. And that's why I'm saying I'm going to have a hard time doing a voice. All don't right. do it. I'll do a voice like I'm Abraham. How did what did Casey think Abraham Lincoln sound like? Party on, dudes! Party on, dudes! <laughs> it's not Cyclops, but maybe it is. In issue number two hundred one, Storm challenges uh, him for leadership via duel and wins. But here's the deal: Storm was hundred percent powerless at the time. Storm also had a mohawk that was badass. Word. So. There's okay, my here, argument here, against here, Cyclops. Here's, here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. You are a person, Will. Yes. Who uh, you're a you're a good interpreter of the underlying metaphors of superheroes. Yes. For example, your your theory is that Spider-Man is a metaphor for puberty. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I gotta tell you, I agree with you. Like yeah. I resisted that theory for a long time, and then it's like it's just fucking true. It's a kid not coming to terms with his own strength and the fact that he's shooting jizz everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Um, 
So to that end. And is weird about it until he realizes that he can fire it in the face of his enemies. Right. So to that end, Wolverine, right, strikes me as a, 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 like a, a metaphor almost for masochism in that or, or something where it's like Wolverine subjects himself to endless pain and torment because Wolverine ultimately cannot feel. Right. Yeah. So my idea about Wolverine is like three things going on. He's testing the extremes of feelings in order to attempt to feel something. But because there's no stakes for him, because it seems like he's been alive for fucking 200 years and uh, it doesn't seem like he can fucking die regardless of the events of fucking old man Logan or whatever the fuck happens in Marvel universe now. Mm -hmm. But like the, you know, the, the, the iconic Wolverine that we know doesn't seem like he can die. So it just seems like he's like, make me fucking feel, do whatever. Just just, make me feel. I need to feel something. Yeah. 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 So that's what I think is going on with Wolverine. The fuck's up with Cyclops. (sighs) So the coolest thing Cyclops ever did was break the rules and sleep with the white witch. Right. Like, even if they were, like, yeah. having mental sex or whatever. Doesn't he kill Professor X at a certain point? He sort of. Um, see, I don't know what happens at X-Men. It's, uh, so, Grant Morrison's my dude. Um, after they were, like, later Grant and later all the cool things that you set in motion, I kind of I kind of lost my, my X-Men way, right? Okay. Um, and especially when Marvel was trying to phase out all the nonsense with the X-Men since they didn't have the movie rights to it and blah, 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 blah. When Bendis came back and did all new X-Men, I was in. I was on board. Yeah, see, so maybe you know more than me. But, yeah, I think at some point... We're not allowed... That's the other rule of, 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 of telephones. We're not allowed to look this shit up. Yeah, no, it's fine. I agree. Okay. Um, at some point, I think Professor X dies. I don't know if Cyclops kills him or has to kill him for whatever reason. But then I know there's two factions of X-Men. You know who I know knows? Casey. Casey and this caller. Yeah. I'm, I'm furious. I'm right positive now. that caller knows. Yeah. Um, but also, like, he, he's too much of a Boy Scout. Everyone calls him a Boy Scout. Like, right. it, he's, he's no fun. And you know that friend that's, like, no fun that you can kind of goad into things? Like, you, you know, you have to get <laughs> over that hump for this little, like, fun. I'm going I'm to begrudgingly have fun. But now, since you had to work, he's, he's sort of like, oh, man, he's, he's sort of like JP, but more of, <laughs> even, even worse. Because you can't get him over that hump. There is no, like, fun at the other side. He's just still Cyclops. And but you can depend on Cyclops to do what's right and do what's necessary. Yeah, but I mean, like, how good is like how much fun is a lawful good character? Fair enough, but I'm saying like, so okay, so my then then my interpretation of Cyclops would be then that Cyclops is a person because he's from he's from disarray, right? He was like abandoned or something as a child, and then yeah, I don't know. sure. What I'm saying is, here's like, the thing: I've, I've actually, Cyclops is a person who's trying to impose order on an otherwise orderless universe, right? Like, well, it's like he's got a he's got a giant chip on his shoulder about a power which actually isn't even really that bad. Now that he's got it under control, pretty rad. Yeah. Sorry, I can I can I can I can shoot through a nuclear reactor with the power of my eyeballs. Yes. Boo hoo. <laughs> I mean, think about the think who's about, your favorite X Man. But think about Beak by comparison. Like, there's a guy who's going to be fucked wherever he goes. You can't put, like, ruby contacts yeah. in and everything's okay. I call him Biok. <laughs> he was a good character. Who's your favorite X-Men? Oh, man. I, I think Magneto is still, like... Does he... I guess he counts. Yeah. Yeah, because he showed up as Zorn. Like, Magneto is probably, in my mind, one of the more dynamic characters. What do you feel about Cable? Cable was coolish. He was coolish in the same way Bishop was coolish when it was the 90s and, like, we thought that's what the future was. Um, long shot was kind of neat. Do you think when Cable was in 
it was in high school, people called him Cable in the classroom. <laughs> Channel one. Uh, maybe, yeah. All right, what else we got? All right. So you remember that magic year that X-Men Everything came out? It was like the new X-Men number one with that Jim Lee cover. Yes, All kind right. of, vaguely. So here's the deal. That year, think about years, call number one. Hey, tell friends, and uh, hello, special hello to special guest Will. Hello, handsome I wanted to voice. ask about <laughs> what you would do Sorry. if you had all the, you know, a year, a, a year, all the time of the world, never saw some of these. But that's not actually a very interesting question. I know it'd be like some kind of project, a, a, a game, a movie, some kind of incredible project. More interesting, um, if you could be suspended from reality for one subjective year, then dropped back into reality, but you couldn't take anything back with you. One year to work on something, but you can't keep it. You can remember, you can't keep it. What What would you do with a year? I mean, you get to take the memory with you. So you're so you're 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 separate from time for a year, and you get to be dropped back where exactly where you were when you started. Yeah, or maybe it's a year later, but you don't get you don't get to be like, hey, I, I worked on this sculpture for 365 days, but I couldn't bring it with me. This is like essentially like Brewster's Millions, but with like time. Yeah, although I think you can bend those rules, right? Like I think, but I don't think that's in the spirit of the call. Sure, but I think I think I think what what our handsome gentleman caller was saying was that so what you're getting at is you want to build skills right you could you could you you know it's like they can take everything i own but they can't take my knowledge like that kind of deal right right you want to like learn how to mma fight right like if i worked on brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu for a year please believe i would drop back in reality and go fight jp by yourself um yeah well i mean why not what what if it was just like how do you learn how do you learn bjj by yourself but he said it was just like an alternate reality like he didn't say it was just like you were in a time bubble somewhere Right, where there's just like yeah. a void and and art supplies. <laughs> if I had a year to just fuck off, I feel like I've done that for so Yeah, long. I feel like, yeah. A couple and, of years. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was my 20s, my, yeah, my, my, in my entire 20s. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, if I had a year, so if, if you, what would you, would you, would you read all the works of. Do I, am I limited to one thing? I don't think so. I mean, what. So, I mean, there's clearly rules to no rules, right? I feel like the deal with this is what I'd end up doing is just fucking off and like eating burritos and kicking it, like because as like like we were talking about, like in our twenties, we I feel like we took whole years to fuck off and then like didn't accomplish anything because there was no stakes. It was just <laughs> like whatever, man. Do you remember that month we took <laughs> off to just watch Californication? And we're like, yeah. I don't even know why we're watching this, this show anymore. A good show. Well, let's just get through another season. <laughs> Yeah, what were we doing then? Oh, man. That was dumb. Um, I, you know, I wanted to believe. Yeah, fair enough. And you don't get to take anything back. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I guess. What if? What if? So, like, could I hang out with William Gibson in a in a just me and him for a year? Because I think I would do that. Like, I would have I would have a time. I would have I would have like a really good. You know what I mean? Like. It's just me and William Gibson at Disneyland for a year. It's, I mean, it does. It, 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 
There's Could not I, enough rules in this universe that, that right. the collar is constructed because it's like it would be chill to do like either skill building or research. Sure. Like, I mean, but really get to the bottom. But we say that. But who really does that? That's what I'm Because yeah, no, no. we could do that right now. Yeah. What but okay, let me let me bend a little bit. What if you could go to you know alternate universe for a year and only do one thing what would it be and i'm by myself that one thing could like i said you could hang out with william gibson for a year i think my favorite food is fried chicken would you just spend a year oh man if you couldn't take it with you think about all the bad things you could do for a year yeah to your body right you just hit the reset button after eating fried chicken fuck god damn i love it (laughs) Oh man, I, I love the idea of someone being like, "Bo, I can make this happen." You're like, "No, I'm gonna eat fried chicken for." They're like, "No, man, like seriously, I can make anything happen." And you're like, "No, I'm fucking serious too." Make with the chicken. Bring on the chicken. <laughs> Are you sure it wouldn't be pizza? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I love pizza. I'm well, in a pizza gang. Well, speaking of, let's get to call number five. All right. See, during the editing process, we tighten up this. Time where it takes yeah, me to sure. find the car. Whatever. Pizza gang, heat and killer slices, never feeling pain. Hoping chilling with the illest probably the pizza fan. Mm. Pizza gang, please to meet your house. It's hanging, man. Hope it wants your house to you know that we all be the same. Yo, we goes by heart. And his buddy call him ready. That is Eddie with an R always ready to rock steady. This one never leave the house without a starch collar. When you see the holler peps, give him a hearty holler. And we drop the killer beats and our homies hella lush. Growing on the walls, we all call this little fella mush. Parmesan's got it going now, yeah, his shadow's long, like a pizza-eating little spitting Obi-Wan. Finally, mm. we all see the time has come to mention me, repping and repping, no stepping on, on me is Chobie. Pizza gang, sitting on Chobie. the sidewalk, all our pizza saying, wearing pizza Chobie. shoes and marching across entire pizza plans. Pizza gang, selling hella pizza, never feeling shame, even though the people know that we are talking just the same. Happy birthday, motherfucker! Oh, that's the other thing. It was Casey's birthday. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. Happy birthday, Casey. What'd you guys do for his birthday? Dog. Did it involve pizza? We did start a pizza gang on his birthday. Nice. That collar joined that pizza gang. Nice. And took the gang name Chovy. Pizza gang for life. Chovy is good, man. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? Like, that should be a thing. Yeah, he's fucking John Bon Chovy. Oh, man. I don't know about that part. I just like Chovy. Little I don't Chovy. know about that part. <laughs> <laughs> Chovy. Chovy. Chove. I think I was pesto. Chova. I think I was pesto. That's pretty good, too. Because I really love a pesto pizza. They're slept on. What do you think about that rap song? Yo, look. That dude's been going hard, man. No, I know. That man has put a fucking original rap together for the past three or four episodes. Hey man, look, I'm sure he's got rhyme upon rhyme. All we upon wanted rhyme. you to do was make one We Got Ghost song. God, we weren't even going to let you on the air unless the, the old fucking straight up, like, because Casey's not here, you're on the air. But, like, we were not going to let you in the room unless you had had a We Got Ghost. No, that's fair. What do I, what, what I have to come on and, like, be like, We Got Ghost? <laughs> no, and, like, just... play a bass guitar and be like, Okay, funny, we do some work. <laughs> what else you got? Um, Speaking of Casey, Casey's going to be a dad soon. Word. Let's get a call number two. 
Hey guys, it's Dave, long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome aboard, Dave. One, Dave Foley. Casey, baby name suggestion, Calliope. Starts like Casey, ends like Molly, has a liop in the middle. Hmm. What could be more perfect? Two, I got a jam in for you guys. Oh, shit. It's a classic song from, I don't know, 2003-ish. Classic vintage year. The Next Men, featuring Dynamite MC, High Score. Story song about playing a video game, as all the best story songs are. Okay. I think you're going to dig it. All right. Third, most important. I happened across the other day uh, the movie Nothing But Trouble, that which is awesome. the only movie I have ever walked out of the theater on. You're mm. I came real close on the whole nine yards. I was seeing that one with the buddy. He I walked walk out, out a whole nine yards. Yeah, out fair enough. Too polite to say it to one another. Dave. Fortunately for Nothing But Trouble, I was alone, and I could just get up and leave. So What? Two-part question. One. Do we hang up on this call? Are there any movies you guys have ever walked out of the theater on? A few. Two. Yes. And more importantly, what is your ideal movie to walk out of the theater on? To walk out of the theater? All right. That's everything. Mm-hmm. Bye. Later, Dave. Later, Dave. It's weird that we've both walked out of whole nine yards, but which would seem like we have similar taste in movies, but then you walked out of nothing but trouble, and we know that that movie's a masterpiece. Oh man, just his like, just his, just his radio, like his ham radio monologue, is worth the price of admission. What, like, let's address. Should we address the questions or should we get to the jams? No, I think we got to we got to start with the questions, then we got to end with the jams. Because here's the deal, man. Because he laid on some heavy shit. So first of all, the thing is, I don't want to like look. Thank you for calling, Dave. I'm not trying to like shit on your deal at all. Nothing no, but, but Trouble we're... is the fucking cinematic debut of Tupac Shakur with the rest of Digital Underground. We're right. talking about the right thing, right? Like that, that That's that movie, right? With Mr. Boneshaker and the fucking whole nine where... Nothing But Trouble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Demi Moore? With Dan Aykroyd? It's it's the weird Chevy Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the Poconos. It's so crazy and it great. It is a perfect film. So crazy. Wait, wait, why would you even... Okay, so... Uh, let's just. Well, what point did you check out? It's like a cocaine nightmare from start to finish. Yeah, it's about what <laughs> is going to. It's like it's 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 the it's the it's the backwater nightmares of like yuppies in the eighties. It is perfect from start to finish. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's like, like, nose it's, it's like, looks like a dick. Yeah. Like it is great. It is gross. It is funny. It those is scary. Two, who, the, like John Candy those plays big like, giant babies. Those yeah. fucking John Candy those plays like eight different characters in that movie, including he's in drag at some point. Yes. Yeah. Digital Underground that. stops in, says they're musicians. He doesn't know about it, so they have to perform all around the world the same song, which is a great song. It's also the jam out from this call. Word. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> maybe he didn't make it that far. Maybe maybe Dave left too early. It might have. He had a premature movie. Ejectation. I was trying to make it premature. Yeah, I, I could hear it, but I didn't like yeah, it. Didn't, it just wasn't, it didn't flow enough. So, I don't know, man. I love, I fucking love Nothing But Trouble from Me start too. to finish. That movie is so weird. It feels like a fever dream. It what, goes to like eight different places. What, what's your ideal movie to walk out on? Oh, man. So, I walked out of Scream, hands down, Makes in sense. the theater. I was like, this, I, 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 was a, I was a Wes Craven fan through and through. I've seen it since, and I realized I was right the first time because I, I walked out of Swordfish. Oh man, I never saw Sword. I mean, there's the I, I've seen the Halle Berry scene, right? 
which seems like that entire movie is built around that scene. Yeah, and that car. Yeah, I don't remember the car. There's a car. So let's hear, let's hear this caller's jam in. We may walk out of the middle of it and just go right into all around the world the same long. It was the next men. Yeah, it's sort of a theme. Yeah, was it round of applause featuring Dynamite MC? Um, I don't know. It's about a video game. Hold on. That was call number two. <laughs> hey guys, I got a jam in for you guys. It's a classic song. Hold on. From I don't know, two thousand three. Okay. Ish. Right. The Next Men, featuring Dynamite MC, mm-hmm. High Score. High Score. High score. Story song. All right, oh. hold on, hold on, hold on. Next Men. This is the Next Men. It's almost Please. like Dan Aykroyd paying for the excess of the Coins. 80s. Or oh, like yeah. holding the 80s account. Uh-huh. Or like... I'm not mad. Hold on, I'm not mad so far. Come on, I'm ready for you. Come on, come on, let's do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This reminds me of how much fun it would be to play video games with Buster Ryan. Yeah. Alright, Dave. Dave's back on the other side. <laughs> When you want to go to pinball? When you want to go to pinball? Oh man, let's go this about video game sounds tell me what you think i feel like i'm gonna love any song that sounds like a video game that i loved and it's kind of like when you sample sledgehammer right or when you sample silly dan right that might not be a great rap song although i do believe uptown baby is a great rap song yeah it was it was on the show the other day. <laughs> I um but i'm saying it's an easy sell but you have to do it just right it's like covering someone else's song it's that perfect line where it's like, yeah, man, it's part tribute, but you got to do that song justice. Yeah. But video games, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a blank because, you know what, man? Like, you put enough like, chip sounding stuff in a song, I'm gonna like it. Right. Because it's just a bunch of hooks for you. Yeah. 
this is what we want. Uh, this is where we're gonna come come right in. Been all around the world. Shakti, man, to put the silk in your pants. This is like Tupac's first real all around the world. Oh, word. This is this is this is the world getting to know Tupac. Been all around the world. Yo, we've been all around the world. Money P has one of the best voices. He's like the West. Oh man, he's the best. Like he's like the West Coast fighter as far as the delivery is concerned. I came for the party to get naughty, get my rocks on, eat popcorn, watch you move your body till the pops on that I'm singing, ding a ringing, funky beats ringing, everybody's swinging in the place as I get the jays, easy my style, R&B, mixing it with the hip hop, swing beat, champagne in my hand, it won't be long till I'm gone, it's just the same old song. It's just the freestyle, man, while we keep the beat kicking, sweat dripping, girlies in the limo eating chicken, oops, don't get the grease on your pantyhose, I love you, robo, move over, I gotta blow my nose, sneezing, but still I'm pleasing. And all of slimmies pull out my jimmy Time to get busy with a jenny If it's good and plenty, don't you know There I go, there I go, there I go But I don't go nowhere without my gym hat What I'm rapping is if you're popping Then I'm strapping He does, he does have the best common rap Then maybe we can get along Cutie after cutie It's just the same old song We usually fade these out after 2 minutes and 30 seconds We're gonna get to the Tupac part uh, it's just the same old song. I do. He's one of the most underappreciated producers, rappers ever. Responsible for two box screen, not just money, big, the squeaky, wicky, up and down. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll be right back. I gotta take a leak. So I'm draining, entertaining, but I got fame and the bass is like, it's like too much for me to try to be naming it. Hey, yo, he saw me on cable and grin. I busted in and I was going with the wind. Like Clark Gable back in Oakland, it's the same old song for sporty shorty, same freckles and hat, drinking the same four. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip, just like butter. My rhymes are legit, cause I'm a Humpty, not Humpty Dumpty, but Humpty Hump. Here a hump, there a hump, everywhere. Shut up and just listen. He just told himself to shut up. But to me, it's just the same old song, so just watch. Because when I'm done, I like to rock his Tupac, go ahead and rock this. Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around. Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me. But now they ask me if they can kiss me. Get some fame, people change, want to live their life high. Same song, ain't a wrong if I play the nice guy. Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong. I remain still the same, because it's the same song. He just called them two. Instead of pop, like his nickname was gonna be two. Song, it was a different time. Man. Oh man, yo, that was I, I love Digital Under. I mean, look, like they're so good, dog. My neighbor Sean Strang, shout out to Sean Strang, was like a year older than me, and so Sean Strang, Sean Strang. And I feel like that, like most things that I was that kid, like I had to be, you know, someone's like, hey man. You know, there's this cool thing. I'm like, nah, man. What I listen to is the coolest. <laughs> You're like that now. Yeah, right. But I'm right now. Back then, I wasn't always right. <laughs> but um, like, I had a poison tape or whatever. And I was like, this is the best shit on earth. <laughs> Sean's like, no, man. I got this thing called fucking sex packets. I'm like, oh, tell me about Did it. Did you think what I thought that sex packets were a real thing and I wanted them very badly? <laughs> I think I think I maybe got the idea that they were something other than what I thought they were. I was like in like fifth or sixth grade when I heard sex packets. And no, I mean, I was like, shit, real? I was like straight up like in third grade, probably. Yeah. Fourth grade, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, man, I just remember looking at the inside and there's like girls in like bikinis and shit. And I was like, right, right, <laughs> these guys. <laughs> what else you got on calls? Because we're running low on time. We got to get through these calls. All right, man. Let's do it. Let's knock it out. 
All right, man. Maybe saving, um, maybe the best for last. This is the last call? This is the last call of the night. Shit. But call number six. We already heard call number seven? Best X Men. Shit. Hey there, Teller friends. Hey. Uh, it's Rachel again. I still love Not you Rachel. both. Um, I want well, to, tell- to be fair, you love me and Casey. She, she doesn't know me. She thing. might. Tell you about this really weird quirk that I've noticed in my cat Goose lately. Uh, so Let's just say I'm a cat expert. The combined by the way. Uh, household of my boyfriend and myself, we have Eno, who is our very sweet Yorkie Chihuahua mix. We have Scout, who is our very loud, uh, rotund diva calico cat, Words. and then we recently nice. added Goose, who Goose. is a Goose. Uh, very sweet orange tabby uh. named after that badass seal from Saga. To like have the right. big battle axe and chopped off Prince Robot fingers, Word. baller as fuck. Uh, but Goose has recently uh, started becoming more of an out indoor outdoor cat and like preferring to be outside as much as possible. Get you a cat that can uh, we've noticed run. that when we start to take Eno on walks around our neighborhood, Goose will start trailing us. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So he will. Uh, notice that we're leashing up, you know, to go on a walk, and then start trailing us like the worst fucking P.I. ever. <laughs> like, he'll uh, follow us for a little bit, like, we'll turn a corner, he'll stop and hide under a car, uh, we'll go down a couple of houses on the block, and then you'll suddenly see him just, like, sprint in front of you. Uh, he hides under cars a lot. He gets scared of the outside. Um but he will still follow you eventually and run home uh, trying to race Eno to the front door. So I was wondering if you had any tips for how to train a cat to walk on a leash uh, just so we can ensure his safety a little bit more. Uh, and I really appreciate the technical support. Bye. So you're in luck, caller, because we really do have, as the guest host today, a verified, bona fide cat motherfucking expert this dude one time walked out of my front door i don't own a cat i don't own any cats because i'm allergic to cats and i'm an orange cat expert no less this dude walked outside and came right back inside he was outside for like no shit five seconds he came right back inside with an orange cat wearing a bow tie tuxedo moon yeah so he's a magnet for orange cats he's an orange cat expert he believes that uh, a cat's litter box should be a giant storage fucking bin that he never has. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, you installed a goddamn plumbing system in your we home did. so it, that it was like could... it was like a fake robot. Yeah, that they shit in. So, have you ever had experience with with walking a cat? Let me just say this about all cats: orange cats are are beauts, but when they're young, you can take. The killer out of murder town, but you can't take the killer out of cats. Right. The cat is like stalking you because at one point that cat was a giant beast who wanted to eat you. And at some point, once you take their junk away, whatever else, they kind of get a little tame and whatever. But but they remember very early on when it's still like primal, like, you know, sewn in memory, what it was like to follow you through the woods and kill you. Is it just, is the cat just like play modeling though? Or? Yeah, okay. but it's trying to kill you out of love. So, leashes, it has been my experience, <laughs> they do not work. Right. Because they're both a thing a cat wants to kill and resents. 
Could and you make the cat ride on your shoulder? I could. And I, I think this is a much better option. You wear the cat kind of like, like, like a, scarf. a scarf. Yeah. It, it keeps you warm during the winter. And you guys feel a little bit closer. And, right. and it's like what it would be like if you had a little cat head. This is solid advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pro, after all. I, after all, have two cats named Orange and Kitty. That's true. So. That's true. Those cats. Were- here's, here's what I got about cats. Never let them see you in the shower. And um, <laughs> cats okay. won't have sex with your friends for cooking. Yo, here's what I want to say to all you. Right, let's talk about it. First, I want to thank everybody who called in. Thank you, guys. friends. We really can't do the show. We literally cannot do the show without you guys calling in. It warms my heart when you guys participate in the Telefriends experience. It makes me so happy. Um, Creates a lot of telefun. It's a lot of telefun. Secondly, thank you for listening. Um, Because, you know, if there's no audience, what are we doing here? Yeah, guys, and I and I, I feel like I'm a I'm a shoddy representation of of, of of a grandmaster, and I I wish Casey could have been here too. But third, I want to take thank Taku for the use of the theme song supposed believe. to do off the album "Do What You Love." But lastly, I want to thank Will. Ah, stepping in there as a what do you call those dudes in baseball? Pinch hitter. A pinch hitter really pinched it right out of the park, bro. Yeah, man, designated hitter. Yeah. Anytime you guys need me back, we'll I'll just fly on down. Yeah, dude, we'll Skype you in. We'll get some of that Mysticon money. Dog, what, what are you waiting on Mysticon? No. Mysticon, look, everyone on Facebook entertains a fool, except Mysticon. <laughs> and I don't know, look, I'm a, I'm a charming man on the internet, right? Like, I can make shit work handedly. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can present you your, with your dreams, and you will at least listen to me, Mysticon. It's not having it. Nada, nada. It's like radio silence. I don't think Mysticon might be in it with Monarch. Like that's how. And like Monarch is pro telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, in terms of and like, I'm pro Monarch. Being somewhere else that you may or may not understand, I don't understand the Mysticon people. I'm like, yo, not only can I help you with this with Telefriends, I can help you with all these other things you're doing. Get you screenings. You got Candyman there. Let's show Candyman. Have him do a Q and A. That's two. every. That's you can't do it again. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, everything I've thrown at their way, nothing. Just radio silence. Complete and utter radio silence. What up, Mysticon? Let's do this. <sighs> um, so yeah, so fucking, um, how do I end this? I go, thank you for listening and thank you for calling. Um, and then I'm like, fucking. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thank you for being you and being here with us on Telefriends. Yes. But also, yo, so we're like, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. And uh, so, yo, if you want to keep the show going, please uh, tell a friend to to. To listen to Telefriends, that's it's the way that we can grow our audience and, and continue to do the show. Um, and yo, and and also if you want to if you want to get involved and you haven't ever, uh, go ahead and weigh in on literally anything except for a bummer at three zero four five one eight jams. Jams. Hey Casey, feel better. Happy yeah. belated, buddy. Get better, dog. We love you. Yeah. We love you, listeners. Peace. <laughs>
Chico. 